on. I'm on three seats. <laughs> Look, there goes the game. You're listening to Ithaca Now, WICB's weekly news program focused on stories in the Ithaca community. I'm your host, Cam Gasper, and thanks for joining us. Tonight, we hear from local businesses on what the return of college students means. The population of Ithaca doubles when the students are here, so obviously when they're not, um, feel it. Excitement over Ithaca's new food market. Um, I'm hoping to supplement what I get away from this by coming here. How to add mindfulness to your life. Meditation practices teach us to pay attention. And interview a longtime member of a WICB family about his years in music. Proud to be there. It's a great radio station. But up first, let's hear what's going on in the Ithaca area with our community beat. The T-Mobile location in Ithaca and a TCAT route last week may be linked to a potential COVID-19 exposure. At the T-Mobile location on South Meadow Street, a worker worked at the location three times with the potential of having the disease, while the TCAT driver worked on Route 82 last Friday. The times for potential exposure at the T-Mobile site are Sunday, February 14th, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., Monday, February 15th, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., and Tuesday, February 16th, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., while the time for the potential TCAT exposure is Friday, February 12th, from 2.40 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. A car was destroyed by fire in the town of Ithaca on Wednesday night. Ithaca firefighters found the car fully engulfed in flames and quickly put out the fire. The Ithaca Fire Department used a thermal imaging camera to scan the area around the vehicle to look for a potential cause, but nothing was found. No one was injured in the incident. Two Trumansburg teachers, Michael Naylor and Adam Welsh, have won State Farm grants for media and diversity projects. Naylor's project helped to teach third and fourth graders how to create, distribute, and produce media content, while Walsh is attempting to facilitate meaningful conversations about diversity and equality in the district. Naylor and Walsh will both be receiving $2,500 grants to facilitate their projects as part of the $100,000 total that State Farm is distributing. The Ithaca Police Department has released the video of a shooting incident that is reportedly linked to a car accident in Ithaca on Tuesday morning. The content of the video is filmed from a distance and hard to see, but shows parts of what occurred. Police say that the shots were fired when someone shot at another driver with a long gun which hit a nearby house before the second driver fled. Ithaca police have arrested 36-year-old Sean Payne on Wednesday, who was connected to a long-term drug trafficking investigation. Payne was found with a little less than one and a half ounces of suspected heroin, three-fourths of suspected crack cocaine, and over $4,000. He was charged Friday with four counts of third-degree drug possession and processing a narcotic of more than one half ounce. 
After a long wait, Trader Joe's has opened its doors on South Meadow Street. For years, locals have been campaigning for the national grocery chain to open a storefront in Ithaca through Facebook groups and other social media. Trader Joe's is known for low prices on unique food items, like the infamous everything but the bagel seasoning and their cookie butter. For Clayton Davis, I'm Bridget Bright, WICB News. This is Ithaca Now on WICB. For the first time since March, all of Ithaca's institutions of higher education are back mostly in person. With a town so dependent on Cornell, Ithaca College, and TC3 students, correspondent Phoebe Harms explored the many reactions local businesses had to their return. Being a host to three higher education institutions, the city of Ithaca's population significantly increases during the calendar school year. In previous years, there was no questioning the excitement local business owners felt when students returned to Ithaca. It's a huge relationship. I mean, this town is uh, driven by the universities and the colleges and the students are, you know, our, our main uh, customer base. That's Gregor Brous, a co-owner of the local Ithaca Bakery and College Town Bagels chain. With locations all over town, including on both Cornell University and Ithaca College campuses, Ithaca Bakery was one of the many local businesses affected by students leaving as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. People weren't coming in, so we figured just to have a presence, we would stay open a few hours. And we, in the course of two weeks, laid off about 300 people, which was one of the most disheartening things uh, and the most challenging thing I've ever done in our in business. We've been in business 40 years and never had to do anything like that. Deirdre Kurzweil, owner of the gift store Sunny Days of Ithaca, said the presence of students is pivotal for running a business in this community. The population of Ithaca doubles when the students are here. So obviously when they are not, um, we feel it. The students and their families are critical to the success of our business. Cornell University welcomed students back to campus during the last semester, but because Ithaca College remained virtual during that time, the spring of 2021 is the first time students at both Cornell University and Ithaca College will be in town again since the start of the pandemic. While this is exciting to those who have lost business, there is a concern with a large number of new people coming to Ithaca from all over. Chris Broadwell, an owner of Ithaca Guitar Works, said there's always reason to worry, despite his excitement for students to return. I have a little more concern about the students because, again, they're, they're from everywhere. And locally, uh, for example, in the summer, our, our numbers were very, very low. Cases of the coronavirus in Tompkins County significantly increased at the end of November and well into the holiday season, which public health officials say can likely be attributed to holiday travel. However, as students have phased back into the city of Ithaca for the spring of 2021 semester, Tompkins County has not seen a significant spike in cases as of yet. And while a potential rise in cases is concerning for the community, many business owners have found ways to adapt their businesses and still operate safely. Noah Johnson, general manager of Your CBD store in downtown Ithaca, says the store created a new shopping feature in preparation for more people moving back into town. 
with the students returning, we unveiled our new website that also allows us to do local delivery. It's mostly honed toward like college town uh, and the downtown Ithaca area. And Chris Broadwell said Ithaca Guitar Works has adapted their operations by limiting people in the store, increasing online orders, and increasing the sanitization of instruments and other items. He said this has given him more peace of mind for remaining open during the pandemic. The way we're doing business now, I feel better. You know, we've been doing business now for nine months with this, and none of our family has come down with COVID. So with several months of experience under their belts, many business owners in Ithaca seem prepared and even excited to have the students return. We're ready to see people come back. Um, and we know we're doing it safely and we're doing it the right way. So there's not that that big concern. Is I think it has to happen. There's fear there. There are you know adjustments that have to be made, but I think it's in the end, it's great, and it feels like we're going the right direction uh, as a as a country, as a county, you know, and as a community that is has to work together all together to be successful. For WICB News, I'm Phoebe Harms. You're listening to Ithaca Now on WICB. Met with a lot of excitement on social media by young people, Ithaca now has its own Trader Joe's. Correspondent Clay Davis went down to see what the hustle and bustle is all about at the area's new food market. Trader Joe's opened up this week with a booming reception from those living in the Ithaca area. Located at 744 South Meadow Street, Trader Joe's is a California-based chain of stores known for organic food products, including food unique for the brand. It has been a running joke for years, with a Facebook page made called Ithaca Needs a Trader Joe's with hundreds of members. There was a line out the door when I arrived there, from college students to families. Paul Andrews, the former production director at WICB and a 2020 Ithaca graduate, now works at Trader Joe's and enjoys the experience of working with the team since the pandemic started. Being kind of bonding with the the rest of the team um, on the staff, it's something I've really missed, especially in the last year of the pandemic, is not kind of having a constant group of people to see every day, and it's been really nice to kind of start to have that again. The excitement was in the air as people strolled the aisles, buying everything from bread to milk to seafood. Dennis Baldwin was with his girlfriend when he got to Trader Joe's for the first time, but he couldn't find his favorite snack. Dick Ching and I, my girlfriend, are looking forward to the snack foods and the frozen foods they have here. Unfortunately, the bao buns are already out, though. He also says that with the addition of Trader Joe's, he will still be going to his main grocery store, Wegmans. I expect to still go to Wegmans. Um, I expect to still use Wegmans as my main sort of shopping destination. But uh, um, I'm hoping to supplement what I get at Wegmans by coming here Trader Joe's. Awesome. It's convenient that they're so closely located to one another. Another customer, Shrita, loves a particular item that might even be better than Nutella. Trader Joe's has this, um, I don't know what it's called, it's a cookie dough butter thing. It's a cookie dough cream and it's basically like the only thing which is better than Nutella in terms of spreads. Uh, So I'm trying to find it, I don't know what it is, but um, yeah, that's really, I really like that a lot. With everything going on in the pandemic, new things to see and new things to try is giving many people something to look forward to. Clayton Davis, WICB News. This is Ithaca Now.
on WICB. I'm Cam Gasmer. Let's face it, the last few months have been stressful, in large part due to things far out of our own control, especially for students or those who have struggled in the pandemic. Many people point to mindfulness as a strategy to improve your mental health and face the world. But how does that work exactly? Correspondent Madanta Kari spoke to those at Mindful IC to understand more. With the COVID-19 pandemic, the past 11 months have been challenging and draining to say the least. In times of adversity, it is crucial to find moments of peace and rejuvenation, especially for student bodies that must juggle classes and possibly jobs during a global pandemic. For Ithaca College, look no further than Mindful IC. We've been doing this work for about three years. We've kind of gathered under the umbrella of the Office of Religious and Spiritual Life to, um, to meet and to hold events and to try to um, promote opportunities for people to engage in, in mindfulness. That was Marianne Erickson, an associate professor in the Gerontology Institute and a certified meditation teacher who offers meditation sessions at Mindful IC. I'm Diana Dimitrova. I work for the Office of International Programs and Extended Studies. They, along with two other faculty members, Julie Lapp and Catherine Caldwell, hold meditation sessions for students three times a week. Typically, we mean by mindfulness the capacity to um, respond to your environment rather than react. Um, so we all have a lot of things going on in our lives um, some of which, if you're familiar with that idea of something pushing your button, where, you know, you hear somebody say something and immediately you have that reaction. What I mean by mindfulness is the capacity to engage with your experience in a, in a more calm and centered way. Before the pandemic, Mindful IC held its sessions at the Muller Chapel. It's a fabulous space, lots of natural light, too, on the walls of glass. You could see the pond and all the creatures there. Now, um, in the virtual part of, of our lives, everybody who wants to join, joins us through a Zoom link. And then the rest of the, of the practice is similar. We welcome everyone. And we offer an instruction and guidance every time. In that way, the noon drop-in sessions are suitable for absolute beginners uh, and for established practitioners alike. The idea being is that you um, sit with other meditators. And um, mm -hmm. so we just offer guidance. We sit together in a shared meditation practice. So Wednesdays, um, the sessions which I lead are specifically mindfulness meditation that we just follow one technique and we work on it together. And Mondays, I'm focusing on compassion practices. So instead of um, what a lot of people think about um, being meditation, which is, you know, focusing your mind, calming your mind, um, compassion practices actually invite you to connect with others, um, soften your uh, stance towards your own experience and um, towards others. So it's um, given what we've seen in our political world and, you know, the divisiveness, um, I feel like these practices are particularly important they see these practices as an important addition people can make to their lives, especially for students. I'm not only a professor, but I'm a parent of a first-year college student, um, not here, but elsewhere. And I, and I think I see um, more from her experience, because I'm privy to things about her that I'm not privy to with students, 
how the normal stresses of adjusting to college and um, going to classes and figuring out what you want to major in and all those things are um, just exponentially harder during the pandemic where you uh, can't seek uh, in-person support from as many people. You're not um, engaging in a lot of the fun things um, that you would look forward to in college. So I guess the reason that I think it's um, that we feel so strongly about offering it, and especially now, is because everybody is under more stress than usual. Our lives always have been full. Our, our lives are full and getting fuller. There's a lot of stress and anxiety. Meditation practices teach us to pay attention, in a sense, differently, better. You, you can name it however you wish, but it, there are these wonderful tools that we get to work with our minds and to notice when it's like, oh, this is too much. I need to back off, for example. I need to say no to something. And in that way, I feel that practice is just absolutely wonderful for, for college students. I saw you nodding, you know, you recognize those experiences in your life, but they're equally available and beneficial to anybody at any point in their life. I ask if they have any suggestions to people who keep saying they don't have enough time to engage in such activities, either at Mindful IC or elsewhere. So there are a lot of ways to incorporate mindfulness in your daily life. A lot of people find that things like um, for a walk outside, yoga, stretching, things that are um, not silent and seated um, can be approached with this idea of taking a break. So when you're walking to class, um, not being on your phone, but, you know, taking a break, focusing on the feeling of what it feels like to be outside, um, taking, you know, looking around rather than just you know, on the, I got to get to class in the next two minutes. Enlisting the people, you know, maybe the roommate is interested in trying it with you. Um, you know, we have this idea that you're sitting cross-legged on the floor with your eyes closed and everybody can tell you're meditating, but really you could just be seated with your hands on your legs, noticing the feeling of your hands on your legs um, and taking that break, taking those breaths it's like the going to the gym, right? <laughs> you know, you're, you're, the formal practice helps really build up the muscle, but there's a lot of, it's kind of like exercising in, in everyday life. There are a lot of things that you can do just to take small breaks during the day um, that maybe don't feel as, um, you know, like there's the barriers that there would be to, you know, five or 20 minutes of a formal practice. Diana Dimitrova says that we can find more time by cutting down on how much we use our electronics. That right there, uh, even for short periods of time, can be um, very beneficial and make it more likely that we notice a lot of other things that we have not been noticing. For example, that I just use my body to park me in front of this screen and then I, I lose sight of the fact that I'm in a body that's thirsty, that needs to move. Giving yourself a nature break is another wonderful opportunity that, that's always available, even if it's just a matter of opening a window or stepping outside and, and taking a breath. It, it could be that brief. Rebecca Legato is a new correspondent for Ithaca Now. 
She shadowed me during this interview and had a question of her own. Obviously, this is all virtual because of the situation that we're in. And from what I've noticed from being a freshman in a giant dorm, there's so much ambient noise with people kicking their trash cans or like showering or screaming. Um, so I was just wondering, how are you able to kind of combat that ambient noise in order to focus on meditation and focus on the class? I mean, I think a lot of students have headphones and and many people are using that, obviously, as a measure of quiet. You know, it is possible to use sound as an anchor for your meditation. If sound is what's really present for you, you could actually sit and say, I'm, I'm going to notice the sounds that are present and see if they can just kind of come and go as as they are and maybe make the sound part of your practice. I just wake up earlier enough than the big traffic uh, in my house in order to, if I want uninterrupted or relatively um, uninterrupted time. And one of the students who just joined my session did it from a classroom, which, you know, now you can book a space. And she remarked um, how different the practice was doing it from this neutral space um, than from her residence hall. So to summarize... The COVID-19 pandemic has been a huge wake-up call to take care of ourselves, whether it be through meditation at Mindful IC, local organizations downtown, a college dorm, your home, a classroom, or any viable space for that matter. The fact that I can list so many locations just shows how viable mindfulness can be. I came across this quote in seventh grade, take time to be quiet. It is the opportunity to see yourself. And that's exactly what I hope mindfulness can teach us during this pandemic. To become present, to become aware of ourselves and others, to make space for our emotions, and to make it a daily habit. Take care, everyone. For WICB News, I'm Vedant Akari. You're listening to Ithaca Now on WICB. I'm Cam Gasmer. A longtime member of the WICB family just celebrated his 70th birthday, still jamming and playing tunes for everyone out there on our Blues Progression show every week. WICB correspondent and underwriting director Hamadri Saif sat down for a chat with our very own Peter Panic to chat about music, radio, and life. During the course of me playing over the years, I've uh, shared the stage with all of the greats. They used to pass through town a lot in Ithaca. And I uh, once did a whole two-hour show of just music, uh, blues musicians that I've shared the stage with. And we were also, my band was Bo Diddley's backing band twice, which is really, really cool. So, you know, so it's just, uh, I love the music. I love sharing it. It's real music, you know, that everybody knows the story of the blues in one form or another in their life. If you're a local blues fan or have ever tuned in to WICB on a Wednesday morning or just really liked the pizza out at the Nines in College Town before their closing, you might be familiar with that voice. It's the voice of Peter Panic, longtime host of the Blues Progressions show at WICB that airs every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Panic, who celebrated his 70th birthday on Wednesday, the 17th of February, has a lot of stories to share. Apart from having been an extraordinary member of the WICB family for about 20 years, 
Panic has also been a popular live performer for decades and been a face of the blues community as the vocalist and guitarist for his band Pete Panic and the Blue Cats. If you haven't been able to tell by now, he's a pretty interesting guy. So here's more about his life as a blues musician in his own words. I'm originally from Chicago. Uh, I just turned 70 years old the other day. So I grew up in Chicago in the late, you know, well, I can realize what's going on in the late 50s and 60s. And during that period of time, that was like the hotbed of Chicago blues. And I lived in the inner city. So it was almost like neighborhood music. So I, it was always in the air around me, plus a lot of other music, of course. And uh, so I was aware of it. So I was always been a fan. And of course, the Beatles came out and all of us guys bought guitars because we thought we were going to learn how to play and be stars. But at least I had a guitar and I fell into just loving the music and did all the basic stuff when you're a young person, you know, learn your chords and stuff. But luckily, I was able to see a lot of the great music, uh, blues uh, musicians like Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf and all those guys live when I was growing up. And it just, I don't know, the music spoke to me. So I picked it up and, you know, started a band and uh, started playing seriously in about 1972 in Chicago and uh, moved up to Ithaca in 1982. It was after moving to Ithaca in 1982 that Panic found blues progressions at WICB. By then, I had been in a bunch of bands and it was pretty proficient. Um, the uh, blues progression show on WICB was already going on. And, but my friend was the DJ on it, Glenn. He was one of the original DJs up there. And so when he left town, it kind of fell into my drummer's lap who kept it going and he moved on. And so I've been doing it now off and on for about 20 years at 92 WICB Ithaca's Blue Progressions. Get that plug in there. So, but it's, it's, it's a unique situation in a way to have like uh, just four DJs doing a show over 40 years. So it's been a long career at ICB, you know, and I'm proud to be there because it's a great radio station. Pete says there's a lot to love about his job. I uh, just love the music. I love turning people on to the, the real the real old blues stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of people think all the blues is just like you know, Joe Bonamassa and Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan, and they're very great, but you got to hear some of the stuff that the originators do. So I play a lot of uh, blues that's almost 100 years old, recorded in the late 20s and stuff. And people love it. And uh, during the course of me playing over the years, I've uh, shared the stage with all of the greats. They used to pass through town a lot in Ithaca. And uh, once did a whole two-hour show of just music, uh, blues musicians that I've shared the stage with. And we were also, my band was Bo Diddley's backing band twice, which is really, really cool. So, you know, so it's just, uh, I love the music. I love sharing it. It's real music, you know, that everybody knows the story of the blues in one form or another in their life. Like you could do a song about the snowbound blues, I guarantee. I wanted to know, what does blues mean to Panic and what really draws him to it? I guess the biggest thing about the blues as an art form is it's really American music. It's all about life and love and reality. And, uh, you know, it's just truth telling music, you know, it's uh, you can you can glitz it up and stuff like that. But it all comes down to uh, three chords and the truth, you know, uh, and that's about all I got to say about that. I don't want to philosophize it. I just and I love it. I just love the music. And it's so much fun playing and it's so much fun playing and seeing people enjoying it. You know, that's what it's all about. When it stops being fun, you don't do it anymore. 
For Manic, there's a lot to be found in the magic of blues, and among those things is a strong community that feels to him like one big family. It's almost like a family reunion, uh, talking to these blues greats, you know. And it's you know they'll they'll say ask you questions about stuff you have no idea. Did you know? Did you hear what happened to Billy May? I'm like, no, not really. You know, I'm in Ithaca, uh, but sometimes they give me really great quotes. Now Albert Collins, who's a great great blues guy, we uh, opened for him at the Old Haunt uh, years ago, and he said, when you're first starting out, you have to imitate people. You know, because that's how you learn. You know, you got you got to have somebody that you, you copy from. He says, but when you start imitating yourself, that's how you get your style. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I'm going to be completely honest. My experience with blues, and also that of many of the people my age that I know, has been, well, fairly limited. Before this interview, I might not have been able to come up with more than a few blues musicians off the top of my head. So, I decided to confront the elephant in the room. What would you tell someone who's never heard blues or who's, who's never really been introduced to it? Well, the first thing I would say that uh, the blues music has been the dominant force of American music for the last century, uh, previous to this one, and into this. You might not know you've heard the blues, but you have. It's on so many commercials. It's the bedrock of so much of the music you hear, even in rap, believe it or not. Uh, there are certain early blues guys you say, this guy's rapping. So I would say, you know, you'd have to introduce them and... You turn people onto it, but you don't want to beat them over the head with it. So I would say to somebody who's never heard the blues before, I said, well, let's start with like some muddy waters. Got my mojo working. You know, it's just a basic good 12 bar blues. They don't really you know. I think the best part is not to over explain it. Just play them some great stuff and they'll pick up on it because it's all about the feeling. It's all about the feeling. It's not about uh, musicianship really it's about the soul some of these lyrics from the songs that are almost 100 years ago keep getting keep resurfacing they keep you know they keep saying like you know i woke up this morning i couldn't tell right from wrong well everybody can identify with that so if you're looking to start your blues journey he's got advice for you and a show every wednesday 10 a.m to noon here on wicb just so you don't forget but focusing on the advice now everything has to come from somewhere you know, and when people say, well, who should I listen to? I say, well, you know what? A wise man once says, don't listen to what I'm listening to. Listen to what the guys I listen to listen to first. And that takes you all the way back to the ground floor. And if you've got ears, you will hear it. You know, that's basically it. People say, what's new? That's good. And I said, if you've never heard it before, it's going to be new to you. You know, though, people listen to radio in a different way. Unfortunately, everybody's streaming stuff all the time. And so they get trapped in their own musical bubble. And, you know, it's what they only know and whatever is like what they only know. And they get stuck in a, in a circular thing. So it's really nice to break out of there. I mean, uh, you know, it's not like this intellectually. You, you say, well, I go from blues and now intellectually I have to go to jazz because I'm getting older. It doesn't work. Music's good no matter what age. If it's good, it's because it's good, as the pound said. <laughs> He'd already shared so many good memories at this point, I had to ask for Ithaca favorites. 
one of my favorite memories, and there's so many of them because we at, at ICB, especially for the blues progressions, is just doing a, a playing music. Well, let's put it this way: uh, doing the interviews with certain people, like Betty Levette or, or Bobby Rush. Those are great memories. But my my favorite memory totally is when ICB won that award from MTV a few years back. The Woody, you know, we 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 came out to number one. Uh, uh, college station in the country, you know. Also, jams at the nines before they closed. Well, we did some special Blue Mondays and I brought in some people from Chicago. And I guess one of my best shared memories is just sharing the stage with old people, old musicians I knew from uh, Chicago, like Eddie Shaw and his son Van. There was just some nights of magic. Good memories are when five strangers used to get up on stage who've never met before, never played together. I'm saying, OK, here's what we're going to do. And it all happens. Everybody's listening to each other. Everybody's not stepping on each other's toes. Everybody's playing good and getting a groove. And as any musician says, that's a magic moment that you'll live for. What do you enjoy most about what you do? Well, it's always fun when people dance. <laughs> but uh, I just like, I like playing small venues. You know, it's one thing to play big places with a big PA and stuff. But where I'm coming from and what I grew up seeing the blues is, like you set up in the corner on the floor with your little your little setup, you're like it's like close like a close magician. You know you're like maybe 10, 15 feet away from people, and you can establish eye contact. And when you get that going, and you can tell they're head nodding and they're digging it, that's what I enjoy the most. You know, and it inspires us. See, everybody talks about it. You know, the energy exchange that happens when it's happening but it's a true thing you just inspires you to heights you didn't know you had so that's what i love most about playing live live music feels like a thing of the past now or maybe somewhere out there on the horizon but definitely not close enough yet to feel the head nods for us or for panic it's a very sad time and you have to really gut check and soul check yourself to find out what's in there how much do you want to play? You know, do you have something to say? How do you get it out there and how do you keep yourself sane? But, you know, so I, I'm playing at home, but I'm not forcing anything. You know, I've learned after playing for almost 50 years, when the time is right, something will happen. Now, a few days after his 70th birthday, he's reminded of a Simon and Garfunkel song. Who'd have thought it? I'd make it this far. But I think one of the part of uh, the things that make life worth living is having good people around you, including all the people at ICB and Jeremy and yourself and everybody else I've run into over the years. And uh, uh, I'm going to I was just listening to an old Simon and Garfunkel song, which is definitely not blues, but it's a song called Bookends. And one of the lines in it, and it says, how terribly strange to be 70. And you could take, the, I took that in a good way. It's like, this is strange, but it's okay. So that's what I got to say for you guys. For WICB News, I'm Hamadri Seed. And that's all for this edition of Ithaca Now. You can listen to all of our stories on WICB.org. And if you'd like to listen to past stories, follow WICB on SoundCloud and subscribe to Ithaca Now to hear full shows anywhere, anytime. Also, subscribe to the latest to hear our daily newscast every weekday. Just search WICB News Presents 
on your favorite podcast app. For more updates throughout the week, follow WICB News on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This show wouldn't happen without the support and assistance from Manager of Television and Radio Operations, Jeremy Menard, WICB Station Manager, Sam Ives, Programming Director, Lou Barron, and News Social Media Coordinator, Gabrielle Topping. Thank you. Ithaca Now is produced by News Director Jay Bradley, with assistance from News Managing Director Celine Tutar, and this week's correspondents, Clay Davis, B.B. Harms, Rudantakari, and Hamadri Saint. All of the music from our show's intro and outro comes from Dr. Dundiff of Louisville, Kentucky. Have any feedback, story ideas, or just want to say hi? Feel free to reach out by emailing news at wicb.org. We'll be back with a full episode of Ithaca Now at 7 p.m. next Sunday. I'm Cam Gasmer, and thank you for listening to Ithaca Now on WICB.